This is the Hawthorne 73 Drive Podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you? Hello and welcome to another episode of the D73 Drive Pod. Our episode this week is on rigor. So we've gone through, we did design last week, we're on rigor this week. And when we think of rigor, we are thinking about how can we make connections to real world issues, experiment with creative problem solving. So when you get to these episodes and they're on rigor, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about is how do we make those real world connections, both for ourselves as educators, but also for our students. Yeah. How, do, how do we help them? make those real world connections. Who doesn't love a rigorous classroom? <laughs> right, right. So a couple of things that as I was doing some some reading, I read these pieces before, but, and I know Karen, you, we didn't introduce ourselves. We should oh, introduce ourselves yes. first. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we got so into it, we forgot yeah. to introduce ourselves. I am John Reed, your Director of Instructional Technology for the Hawthorne School District. And I am Karen Matero, Assistant Superintendent of Innovative Learning here at Hawthorne. Nice to have you back. So Karen, I know you you talk a lot about Hattie's research and I was just kind of brushing up on some of it, doing a little bit of reading myself and was looking at the research behind increasing rigor in the classroom and what does that look like in terms of feedback for students. You know, one of the pieces about it is students, a lot of student talking, a lot of evaluation, a lot of reflection, a lot of peer-to-peer -peer feedback. It, it's great to get teacher feedback as well, but also that peer-to-peer -peer feedback is really important. So I just kind of made me think about a couple of different things with regard to, I'll, I guess I can talk about the technology piece and then, because I'm the techie nerd, and I'll let you talk about the other part. But some of what that, that made me think of was things that you can use within stuff we already have built in, like all of our Google tools, and then like the commenting features. And if you've ever used, if you've used Google Docs and you've turned on the suggesting mode, have you ever done that before as opposed to the editing mode? Yes. Yeah. So uh, you make suggestions on a document. Students can be using that as well. Commenting. I know that Google Docs has done a lot, slides as well, has done a lot to kind of update what you can do in the comments and you can tag other people in your comments and you can create action items in the comments and things like that. So I think that that is one way for both teachers and students to be able to give also that quick feedback because like the, the faster you can give feedback, the better it is for students. And it just, it really gives them the opportunity to see what that looks like in the real world. Right, and I, I keep thinking about feedback and why does feedback make our work more rigorous? Mm -hmm. And I think the idea is that we're constantly learning and readjusting, right? So that's the whole premise of something being rigorous. So I'm doing something, if I never had feedback and just turned it in, hey, that wasn't that rigorous. I didn't care that Johnny couldn't understand it and Susie was lost after my first paragraph. So the idea of feedback is to provide that rigorous piece because now I've got to keep making it better. I got to keep improving. I've got to self-reflect and say, is this meeting the mark that someone's asking me to do? Someone has questions. I need to rethink this. I need to problem solve. So you're bringing it back to like real world application. And that's what we want for feedback. And of course, the most important part of feedback is that once you get feedback, what are you doing with it? Because I also think it's really important sometimes, especially peer to peer, a peer may give you feedback that you're like, mm, no, I'm not gonna use it. Again, there we go with some higher order thinking skills. Well, yes, I appreciate your feedback. I really understand this topic and I'm going to not use your feedback because I think I'm going the right way. So I love 
when students did that too, had a reason for not using someone's feedback. Right. Well, and, and then defending that reason. Yeah. Like you're saying, because I mean, in the real world, they're, they're, I'm just talking you and me. Mm -hmm. When you and I work together, like there have been times or other people here at the district uh, office, yep. there will be times where I will put out something that I think I, hey, this is going to be a great way to do this. It's here's how I'm proposing that we handle this situation whatever. And then I might share it with you and then you give me feedback and then I might be like, okay, well, yes, absolutely. I, I will do it this way, but no, I really feel strongly about this. And then we have that back right. and forth of here's why. And, and to watch our students do that, I think is just it, amazing. And yes. it gives them the confidence too, like to have those conversations and to be able to kind of really build up build up their agency. I think too, what, what was always interesting for me in the classroom with feedback is being very specific on what kind of feedback we're giving. Mm -hmm. And I also think another component of that is do they have, whoever's giving the feedback, have the background knowledge and understanding of what an exemplar of this looks like? Mm -hmm. So that's why I also like when I think about rigor, if I'm having my students give feedback on someone's speech in my classroom, have they watched a TED Talk speech that have 5 million views with 4,999,000 say, thumbs up, this changed my life. So I also wanna add that component in thinking about technology, how you can do that, bringing in real world examples of this is what an exemplar of a speech is. This is why we think it's, we've had that discussion. Now, when you're giving your peers feedback, we're using what we just learned from an exemplar. The same thing with a piece of writing. Do we know what an exemplar argumentative piece of writing looks like? Have we looked in the editorial column? Have we looked at papers and said, this is a great, this changed my mind. This is a great argument. Now students, what is it composed of? That's the feedback I'm giving. Cause there's nothing worse than just getting feedback. Mm -hmm. That's not rigorous at all. Right. Like feedback that isn't really specific, mm -hmm. right, timely, we keep talking about. And, and really understands what the best looks like, sounds like, feels like. So that's something else like to, as in a rigorous classroom, we want to get to that exemplar. And so using those examples. Yeah. Yeah. A couple other ways that you can look at this too. I know that it used to be called Flipgrid. It's now just called Flip. The ability to record quick videos mm -hmm. and be able to share that too. And I know that for me in particular, one of the, when I was still in the classroom, one of the pieces of feedback I got from my students was oftentimes when I would give them feedback on their writing, they would come away with the idea that, oh, Mr. Reed corrected my writing, therefore he doesn't like me. And they, a lot of times oh. they took it very personally. And I was like, I've, I've never ever demonstrated that I don't like you because you misspelled something or you, your grammar was needed a little bit of work here and there. So one of the things I learned was I started to try to figure out ways to make that audio feedback or make it video feedback. So then the students could hear my tone of voice and it was, they could actually get the context behind what I was saying not just, oh, he marked up okay. my essay. And so I think that's another great way because a lot of times the the grading or the, mm -hmm. the feedback piece can feel a little impersonal. Sure. So to be able to add audio or video just lets the student love know they can hear idea. your tone of voice. We I love that even easier is with a voice memo too. Mm -hmm. So even giving student feedback on how to work together or their process or whatever you're noticing, doing a quick voice memo yeah. and sending that in a video. Yeah. So that is a great way to get feedback and talk about time saver. Oh yeah. my goodness, you don't even, you don't type okay. anything. I can, I can record a voice memo on <laughs> my phone or my iPad or whatever, quickly upload it to Google Drive and then drop the link into the Google Doc sure. or Google Slideshow and 
and I'm done. And you're done. Yeah. And talk about getting immediate feedback and, and even questions like, I'm wondering this, mm -hmm. or have you thought about this? So much faster for all of us, especially we know we were both middle school ELA teachers mm -hmm. with 150 students. It really, really helps. Yeah. So I think we've given a lot of good examples mm -hmm. today with rigor and feedback. I'm sure as soon as we stop talking, we'll think of a hundred more. There are plenty more. But make sure you join us next time again for another episode of Drive. All right, everybody, thank you so much. We'll see you here back here next week. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the D73 Drive podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you?